Hello, friends. Welcome to Daily Conversations, the podcast of all things relationship-based. We are your hosts, Crystal and Demetrius Daly. We are young adult pastors and certified in marriage and family development. You email us your relationship and marital questions, and we will address them online and give you counsel on how to overcome them. We look forward to hearing from you, and we can't wait to help you live your best lives. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to Daily Conversations. My name is Crystal. And I'm Demetrius. And today we have some special guests with us. We have our wonderful friends, uh, Clarabelle and Victor Rosado. We're so excited to have them here with us today. Uh, Welcome to the show, guys. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. (laughs) I'm Clarabelle Rosado. This is my husband. I'm Victor Rosado. And... um, you want to tell us about your business and what you do for a living? Um, give us a little brief background on what you do. Yes, of course. Um, I'm a marriage and family therapist, and I'm in private practice. I've been doing therapy for about 15 years now. Um, I love working with families, couples, individuals, uh, women, men, all of the above. And Excellent. Victor? And I'm a builder here in Connecticut, a home builder in Connecticut, and um, do ministry uh, with men. Uh, from the home. Amen. Excellent, excellent. Me and me, me, Clear, bro, we have a history. We've known each <laughs> other for about 27 years. We were in high school together back in, I'm not going to say the, uh, the year. I'm about gonna, to tell you how People are going to know how old we are. We're, 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 we're still young flocks, but yes. um, we've known each other for a long time. And, uh, you know, I wish I watched her grow. She's watched me grow. We both had kids in high school and uh <laughs> they define us because we actually uh very successful very, been, been, been very and successful. victor as well yeah. yes yeah thank you but um i want to also want to talk about how many years they've been married we didn't say that thing. right well the the topic of the message is what <laughs> marriage longevity, longevity. Yes. <laughs> they're the perfect couple for yes. this because um, if you if you if you turn in a, in a dictionary, look up longevity. You will see a picture of victor and clairebell in there <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, how long have you guys been t- together we have been together 32 years and married oh. 29. Yes. Woo! Yes. Awesome. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, <laughs> we got some catching up to do. Married 29 years. I wish you guys could see how beautiful they are. Yes, we're a beautiful couple. This is a radio, well, podcast, so they can't see. But I'm like, I wish they could see how beautiful you guys are. Well, you could. They, oh, you see the, you, um, the um, picture on the, what do you call it? The, the, on the cover. The cover photo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm so I'm so excited to have you guys here today. And so we're going to be talking about marriage longevity. And I'm like, what perfect guest to have um, to have one. And you guys definitely are an example um, from the time we met you guys. I could say from the time I met you guys, you guys have been such a great inspiration. Um, I just love hanging out with you guys as well. Oh. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about marriage longevity. The first thing that I think about is... Um, Probably the most asked and thought of question is, how do you stay married so long? <laughs> yeah. First of Tips. all, first of all, how, how yes. did you guys meet? We want to okay, know. Okay, yeah, that's a good meet? place. That's a good place. As Victor points to clear up. Yes, right. Um, I, I definitely have to admit um, that uh, it was definitely love at first sight. Uh, at the age of eleven, uh, our family moved, and we moved into the home that Victor's family owned, and uh, we happened to be moving in the furniture as. He's painting the, uh, what they call usually like the pantry back then. 
um, and he's in his, you know, uh, what is it, tank top, he's painting. I'm walking in with a mattress and my brother. And um, I, I looked up and I saw him and literally the mattress went in slow motion into the fresh paint, <laughs> which my mom was like, what are you looking at? And I'm like thinking that is exactly what I've been looking for. I'm going to kind of rewind a little bit. At the age of nine, I told my mom and described what I was looking for in a man. And of course, she looked at me like, you're nine, really? Mm-hmm. But I knew that even back then, God was showing me wow. um, because I, everything that kind of surrounded me and I looked at and observed, it's like, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. I know what I'm looking for. And so when I met Victor that day that we moved into his home, I knew that is what it is. That's what I'm looking for. That is my future husband. Uh-huh. So it was definitely love at first sight. And I, and I knew it was him. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. And as I, as I painted the wall and, and noticed that she was ruining my wall and her mom was giving her some funny looks, I was like, okay, interesting, this girl. But, uh, you know, it, it was um, after living there, uh, I would say a year or two that, um, you know, I just, you know, she just, I told my mom, I'm like, mom, you know, I'm going to have to go to Puerto Rico to find my wife because I don't know if I can find a wife here, in, you know, in the United States. And, you know, I, I'm... 15 years old, you know, what, why am I thinking this way? Right. But uh, it's funny because then I find out that she's, you know, f- born in Puerto Rico, you know, and, and the way that her mom raised her was really something that I was like, wow, you know, that's, she's like, you know, really cool the way that she, she acts and she's really like old school, which is kind of like what I was looking for, more of an old school, because even then, I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, but uh, even then I felt like, wow, you know, People are, are just not thinking about marriage and not thinking about mm-hmm. family, you know, and it's just over Absolutely. the years, it's just gotten farther and further away from from what we seek today right. yeah. to see. And, and it's crazy how we were thinking this way so long ago. And I guess, you know, here we are 30 something years later and, <laughs> you know, we get the question a lot. How did you guys do yeah. it? Wow. And yeah. I, I wanted to interject real quick because I forgot a key point that's important for this longevity story is their family dynamics. Yes. Yes. Right? So mm. do you guys want to tell the tell audience like how many children you have, grandchildren, and who's married, how many adults and children? and Yes. Well, we have 10 children, 10 beautiful children of all ages. We have seven boys and three girls. Three of those boys served as United States Marines. Awesome. And um, our older five, so we, it's almost like we have two sets because we have our older five and then there's a six and a half year gap in our younger five. Right. Um, but you know, in that, in that six and a half year period where I was doing my degree, um, the, older, the older two girls are married and on their own. And then we have one of our sons that's also married and expecting a new baby. Yes. Um, awesome. So we have now, at the end of the year, we should have nine grandchildren. Wow. wow. You guys that should, awesome. if you see how young you think, I'm like, it just blows right. my mind. Right. Okay. Right. All right. And, 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 guys, don't be visioning this this, this old 70-year-old couple. Because they <laughs> look this, good. This, this, they this look nowhere amazing. Nowhere near that. Subtract 30 years on that. This is all, this is all they look on. amazing. She yeah. don't look, the, no, 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 <laughs> no. So I think that was an important dynamic because when you talk about marriage longevity, your children is a big key because you have not only the marriage to juggle in yourself, but then you have 10 children to juggle as well. So um, I just wanted to point that out so that way the audience has a, you know, a perception of, you know, maybe some of the things that you guys had to, you know, get through or whatever have you. So, uh, but yes, um, so tips about marriage longevity. 
What would you say about that? Like if you had to give a tip on being married for so long, what, what would the, what would be the advice that you would give? Um, I definitely have, uh, perhaps two, two points, uh, to make. And that is that love cannot be replaced. Mm. That's, that's a good one. And the second one would be to protect your love. Yes. Yes. And I feel that, uh, Victor and I have always kept that, you know, mm. as the two points in our marriage that are very crucial. Love cannot be replaced as, you know, we started off, of course, very young, you know, 14 and 17. And then we got married at 16 and, you know, 19, um, very young couple. We've always through the years and through the trials, um, through raising a family, uh, we've always kept love cannot be replaced. Mm -hmm. Um, that has allowed us to kind of, you know, readjust ourselves whenever there was some challenges or there was conflict or there was anything that could possibly test us. We said, okay, are we operating from that love? You know, no anger, no complacency, no frustration, nothing can replace love. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've always kept that at the forefront and at that same level, we've protected that love. Yeah. That's really you know? important. Right. Really important. Right. We, 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 we've talked about that in the past, how a lot of times you can't let, not a lot of times you cannot l allow anything to come in between your marriage. Not, not even, you know, a lot of times people be like, well, my mom, my dad, no, you can't, you can't let people come in between that. Not to say that they come in between, but you have to put your marriage as a priority as right. husband and wife and you know, be able to. Yeah, I often tell couples too, to, you know, whether you're Christian or whether you're not, um, you, as a man, put your wife first as a wife, put your husband first and then everything, well, first of all, put God first, then yes. your wife and then, you know, your husband and not your kids. A lot of people are married to their kids yeah. and that gets, yes. a, that gets in a way, you know, because when those kids grow up, have babies get married and go away. Now you're starting all over again. Now you gotta you neglected your wife, your wife neglected you neglected your husband for so long. Now you guys gotta come together after 18, 19 years and like, man, we're like how do we start this? Yeah, and a lot of times so, they don't. It, right. it fails. I've I when I know like I've seen people get divorced after like thirty years. And I I asked them to say, I'm like, but you've been married for like 30, 40 years. Like what happened? Like it's always the same thing. They were there for the kids. They threw everything yes. in the kids. And then that was it. They didn't, they kind of lost each other. So they were busy with the kids. But then when the kids were gone, they didn't have anything in common. It was like they didn't even know each other because they didn't realize they were throwing everything into the children. And they didn't even have a common ground between themselves. It was like they didn't even know each other. And I found that very surprising that the majority of people that I've asked that has been married for a long time, they literally said the same thing. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So how do, how do you, what, what are your thoughts about that, Victor? Do you have Well, any? as the husband too, I find that <clears throat> I speak to men, you know, cause we, we have a men's group and we do a lot of mentorship. So in speaking to men, uh, it's always being, uh, aware that you can fail mm -hmm. and not assume that you're so strong that you're going to put yourself in situations that can possibly cause a problem in your marriage. Um, you know, some guys are really lackadaisical about, you know, talking to other people, other, you know, person of the opposite sex or mm -hmm. what have you. And, um, and just really not covering and protecting what's yours. Mm -hmm. right? You know, uh, here, uh, you go through many seasons, you, you know, you, you, the person you married is, you know, changes constantly and you have to be aware of, okay, 
Um, am I studying my wife? Am I just, you know, are we having conversation? Are we just two people, two ships passing each other in the dark? Um, or are we really, you know, investing in making sure that we are aware of where's each other's heart? Um, and also uh, not being afraid to, you know, when you're having conversation, you know, that asking, help me to understand what you're telling me. Right. Because sometimes we, we as men hear one thing, but what's being told is another. Mm -hmm. and, um, and just being aware of, okay, you know, just like we invest time in everything, we have to invest time in the marriage to make sure that, you know, you're going from season to season, you're growing together, you're understanding what you like today, you may not like tomorrow. Um, what's triggering things today is, is different tomorrow. It's just, mm -hmm. you're constantly evolving from one thing to the other. And I think that's the biggest mistake that people make, that the person they married is gonna be the same through the entire marriage. Right. And that's not the mm -hmm. case. Um, and they just, you know, uh, treat it as if, you know, I, I don't think there's anything that we have in life that we don't have to constantly be on top of mm -hmm. and right. be, be aware of as from year to year because things, you know, the a car, you know, you buy the car, if you don't change the oil, the thing's going to break down on you, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're not investing time into, into your marriage, why would you assume that this marriage is going to last? That's, yeah. that's important. Right. Yes. I have a question. What's the mm -hmm. most important um part of uh, longevity in a marriage like between you know you two how did you guys like um keep it together all these years mm -hmm. like what's the most important thing that kept you guys together all these years um i think that that goes back to what um crystal was saying a little while ago is really prioritizing your mm -hmm. marriage prioritizing each other you know keeping the focus on each other you know uh, making sure that um, as Victor was saying that it's like, you know, what are we doing today? What is the purpose of you and I being together? What are we trying to accomplish together? Making sure that nothing comes between us with having 10 children, of course, right? That can easily happen. So being very mindful of that, being intentional, you know, Crystal said earlier, you know, about the couples and people that split up because they make the children the center with our children. We've been very mindful since day one to say, you know what? Mommy and Papi go first. You know, mm -hmm. we have our date nights. Um, whether we stay at home and have us time, those doors are closed. That means you knock, you do not interrupt. This is our time. Also explaining it to them so that they understand why is it that Mommy and Papi have their weekly time or whatever it is and what that looks like. So as they grow older, they can understand. But our wow. children know it's like we are in agreement. We come first. That's cool. Um, and, you know, and, and what you have to share, yes, is important, but it's not an emergency. Right. Um, and just making sure that we always kept that, you know, it, it's him and I and always how do we adjust? How do we meet each other? You know, what's at the heart of the conversation um, and just making sure we're there, um, you know, constantly saying, what are the goals? You know, what are we working on together? What are we looking forward to um, as we evolve? And he said, you know, what was good last year may not be, you know, we're right. growing, right? Right. right? We evolve. God you know, just grows us in so many different areas. And I love that because we constantly are seeking each other. Mm -hmm. We don't leave each other behind. Um, and I think that that's important is making sure that, okay, where's our friendship? What are the things that are important to us? Right. And making sure that we're on top of that. Um, and we just, we're very creative. So we'll do a lot together. I think that curiosity is something, mm -hmm. Dimitris, that um, has always been part of that longevity is being curious about each other. Yeah. Not assuming that mm -hmm. you are married 29 years and you know this person, there's nothing else to learn. 
I'm curious about him. You know, what, what are you learning? What are you thinking about today? Your birthday's coming. It's a new year. Is there anything you're interested in? And not assuming that I know him, but the, more of that curiosity. Wow, and that curiosity allows awesome. us to keep loving on each other and growing and that amazement, that wow. I mean, it's 32 years together. And when he walks into the door, he knows. I'm like, I stop everything. And I'm like, that hug. It's almost like that first hug. I'm always excited to see him. Always, yeah. And it's like, you wouldn't think that we were together 32 wow. years. Yeah. That was a good, good <laughs> nugget. As a husband, you know, always looking to wow your wife. Yeah. Like, uh, mm. you know, I, I'm constantly thinking about this during the day. I'm like, you know, what can I do that I haven't already done mm. that can, you know, bring a smile to her face? It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be flashy. You know, sometimes simple things. Um, sometimes it's just a, a phone call at the right time. Um, I'm on the road all day, so, you know, whenever I, I just feel a, like a check, it's funny. Sometimes we find ourselves calling each other exactly at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> How is this possible? But, uh, but yeah, we just, you know, uh, just making sure that you're checking in with each other. Um, and also, one thing that's like at first, when I first got married, I was younger. We had a, I had a lot of friends. So, you know, everyone's like, you know, we want to hang out with you. So I'm like, okay, yeah, but, you know, I, I enjoy hanging out with people, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it shouldn't prioritize, prioritize mm -hmm. your desire. Right. Like, if you had to pick between, should I go hang out with my wife or hang out with my buddies, uh, I don't think that should be a challenge. Right. You know, you should, right. you know, your wife should take that priority. Right. You shouldn't be like, oh, man, I can't wait, wait to go out with the guys and just get away from, you know, that. I don't know. When I hear that, I'm always like a little hesitant. Right. Uh, what's going on really deep inside? Because yeah. why would you feel this way about your wife? Why aren't you desiring to want to spend some time with her? Uh, instead, you're you're thinking about how can I spend time away from her? Right. Yeah. You know, that's never good. Right. That's, Which goes back to what like you that. asked, right? <laughs> yeah. How? How? That's another yeah. point, right? There's that connection. Right. Yeah. But you cannot will a connection into place, right? Right. It's almost like if you want healthy communication, you have to talk, right? Absolutely. If you want a healthy, intimate life, you have to have the sex, right? Right. And it's like a lot of times, even when I work with couples, I hear a lot, well, I want this, well, I want this. But you're not putting in the work for it, yes. you know, to, awesome. to end up getting what it is yeah. that you're trying to put in place. And I think that with us, you know, we have that that friendship and we've always taken that you know what even if it's something you want to share that has to do with me i am okay listening to it and not taking offense to it because it's going to help me grow That's it's going to help me as a woman as a wife adjust for you in whatever area i need to be mm. and i know not every couple is there right but in speaking about what's helped us get to 32 years and that longevity it's being able to do those things it's being able wow. to say you know what we agree to disagree on certain things, mm -hmm. but how do I sit and listen to his concerns, not take offense, and instead say, okay, I hear you. Let me adjust. How can I adjust there? Help right. me understand. And, and having that transparency, that vulnerability with each other, That's you key. know? That's the awesome. transparency and that yeah. effective communication. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm That's taking key. like nuggets. I was like, I'm going to have to play this back for myself. I was like, <laughs> I got to a few pointers. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, that was really awesome. I enjoyed that. And I wanted to ask because, um, well, I just first wanted to say that you guys do an awesome job at connecting because this couple, they go out. Yeah. <laughs> I see their date nights on social media. They go out. They spend time right. with each other. So they, they're walking the walk 
and they're talking the talk. So that is important because a lot of times, you know, you see one thing, but something else go on, but these guys, they stay connected. They don't just say, Oh, stay connected and, you know, do this. What they're pointing out are things that they actually do. So I really, yeah, really pictures. It's like they just met, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, you yeah, know, like when a new couple yeah. meets, like it's like the honeymoon the stage. excitement. We were just talking about that. Why, yeah. why do people say the honeymoon stage ends? Yeah, you guys, you guys are, are an always in the honeymoon that stage. The honeymoon stage never, never has ends. to end. Yes. That's, that's the rule that the world made up. Right. The honeymoon stage. Exactly. It, it, it they has don't to have stay. to die down. Right. Exactly. Now, that was going to be one of you guys answered the question I was going to ask about how do you keep that spark um, and that flame? You know, me and Crystal talked about that in a few episodes ago. And uh, it seems like you guys do the same thing. Like you make time for each other. You come up with mm-hmm. new things and, you know, you like the, the wow effect. What could you do for her? Same thing. I'm constantly thinking of Crystal, about Crystal all day. Like, all right, like same thing. What can I do that, like, you know, that, that I haven't done yet and make her happy and, and make her go, oh, wow. You know, how could I, how, how, how could I allow her to stroke my ego. I know what she likes when I clean. I stroke her ego. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, when I go home, you know, I'm going to clean the kitchen today. <laughs> you know, put my tank top on. You yes. know? And she likes stuff like that, you know. Clean, like period. Just help me clean. And I'm, I'm yes, excited about the, it. I'm like, oh, are you helping me clean the yeah. house? I'm excited about that. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I also wanted to ask because... Um, if you could speak a little bit more on um, the evolving part, because you guys, you did get married so young. And so from 16 until now, I know you guys changed. Dram- 16 I mean, 19, obviously, right? j- j- 16 yeah. 19, 19, 19, yeah. you changed dramatically since then. So mm-hmm. through the years, while you were evolving, um, can you talk about more about that? Like, was it? I'm just thinking in my head, like, cause th- that's a big transition. Like I think, well, I'll just say this, like when him and I got married, we we're both in our forties mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is a, a great time because I feel like we're both on the same page and we didn't have to deal with a lot of obstacles mm-hmm. that maybe a lot of marriages do because, you yes. know, we didn't have the little kids. We didn't have right. to, you know, we didn't mm-hmm. have to face the twenties and thirties yeah, when, when your mind we, is a little just, different. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have mm-hmm. to deal with that. So we're both like settled. Okay. So how did you, um, how did you go about that? How did it, how do you, how did you feel through that evolving and transition stage? Well, it was definitely difficult, right? Because we're getting married as young adolescent, right? Teenagers, mm-hmm. 16 and 19. Um, so basically, you know, that takes me to, you know, kind of back, going back a little bit into our childhood. Uh, I was raised in Father Panic Village. Um, so we were, you know, both coming from low socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, and my mother was amazing. She was great at let's sit and talk. But those teachings of this is what you should be looking for in a relationship. Uh, this is what intimacy looks like. This is those conversations were never part of that. Right. And so as you know, we were growing up, uh, what was modeled for us is what we absorbed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so here as a young couple, we go into marriage and we're taking some of those tools that we have, you know, observed that we have been taught and bringing that into our marriage. And, you know, starting off young, you're thinking, okay, well, this is what I observed and I saw my parents do this and this is must be how you do things. And early in our years, we started really realizing that, no, that doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. It's not working for the type of communication we're building or we're trying to seek. Right. And so that's where Victor and I were like, you know what? We need to really abandon ship. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was that worked for our parents, 
we cannot continue to repeat that. We need new tools. Right. We right. need to change the way we're doing things. Um, and that's when we begin to say, you know what? No. One, love at the forefront, right? No matter what, nothing can replace love. And then two, what are the tools that we're utilizing for the challenges that we're facing right. um, and what we're trying to build in our marriage? It, it, it's very different. And so we began to develop tools that were useful for us, which is we're going to sit and talk about what's not working. You know, if you don't agree with something, let's put the problem on the table. That is the problem that we're going to yeah. focus on. That's the topic of conversation. Basically, we're not going to create gumbo soup, you know, <laughs> and throw everything into one pot. Instead, we're going to begin to separate things. We're going to talk about one thing at a time and then apply the strategy that is needed. Um, you know, and of course, I've, I, I say I'm a, a professional student because I've been in school. Uh, through our whole time. So at that same time, I was in school and I was learning more about the brain and psychology and learning about the man. And so I feel that God placed me in the right field as well Right. with, you know, being married early, having 10 children. And so I've always used my field as a way to kind of, you know, deal with our marriage as well. But um, it's really just looking at and studying those family dynamics, right. the patterns, the habits, the ways of doing things. Is it quite working for us? No, because you and I are two different people from your parents and my parents. Right, right. So for us, really studying the patterns that we came from and then making sure we weren't repeating those dysfunctional ways of relating with each other okay, um, was very, very important for us and being able to navigate the years through our, through our marriage and saying, okay, maybe this is a new challenge. How do we deal with this new challenge? Okay, it's going to need a new strategy. How do we put that in place? What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? And really staying focused on each other and saying, you know what? This is what God has given me. My husband operates out of this way of thinking, this personality trait, these attitudes. So I can't mirror another couple that's operating differently and trying to implement that in my marriage. We have to work with each other and what each other, you know, has. And I think that that mindset has allowed us to stay focused on each other and develop our marriage over the 32 years, you know, together and 29 married. Um, it's, it's really that. It's just, how do we earn our PhD in each other? Right? <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, so. And wow. I, I think for, for myself, I, I really feel blessed that we were, we were young and we came together um, without baggage from other relationships. Right. That was key. Um, yeah. Because, you know, as two young kids, we came with baggage from, from childhood. Okay. But we didn't have the additional pile up that comes when you have other relationships that you have to bring all that baggage to the table. Mm. So, you know, that was one, one thing that we, we, you know, we missed We, we were able to avoid that, which is great. And I, I look at couples today and I'm, and I wish they would just understand that, you know, you, the world tells you, you have to go out there and try everything under the sun and see which one you like, you like and kick the tires a few times and let's see, you know, where we end up. And I, I feel that that theory is such a bad theory for marriage because, you know, mm-hmm. they just, all you're really doing is just picking up so many bad habits right. and so yeah. many problems that just, just continue with, with you. And if, unless you, you figure these things out, you just continue on with them. And uh, as a father of 10, you know, because I've watched this woman have 10 children. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, that's how you think about it. Yeah. Fruitful and multiply. That's just for that. God said be fruitful and multiply. That's yeah. exactly what Victor yeah. and Chris and, 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 uh, We took uh, it serious. They both did. I mean, w- one thing that uh, I came out of my childhood with was that desire to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you're at the bottom, you could only go up. Yeah. Um, and as, as well, you know, growing up on the east side of Bridgeport, uh, you know, 
I, I wasn't wealthy. I mean, grew up with my mom. I didn't have a, a father figure. Um, my uncle was the only kind of a father figure that I had, and all he did was work. So I, I knew that, okay, these are the tools that I have to work with. And, and my wife, you know, she pretty much took those tools and ran with it because, mm. you know, she knew that I was, I was always thinking I need to provide, I need to provide, I need to provide. Mm-hmm. All of those other things came in after. Um, and I've always had an empathetic heart. And you almost have to have an empathetic heart when you watch your wife have a child. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not easy to right. be the wife. Right. It's not easy to, to have, you know, keep it all together and, and also be a student. Right. So, you know, knowing that, okay, I had a hard day at work, but also, you know, that doesn't mean I'm going to come home and just, you know, not take and take advantage of, of a beautiful person and, and just take all the garbage that I had outside the house and bring it home. But instead, we would talk about, she, you know, we would actually talk about when, you know, when people say, how was your day? Mm-hmm. They really don't want to hear it. So my wife and I, she would be like, babe, so how's your day at first? And, you know, I would not say because, you know, it was probably not the best day. Um, and I just don't, there was nothing to talk about because I, I'm like, you know what? This is not what I want to talk about. I got home. I just need to forget about the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she, she taught me how to, you know, we need to talk about these things because I want to know how you are. And, yeah. and, and we would communicate you know, how was the day and really communicate about it and hear each other's heart because you never really want to be in a place where you, where your your spouse doesn't know mm-hmm. what's going on in your right. life. Yeah. Cause right. you can be doing some crazy stuff at work, uh, stressful stuff and just be like on 10, then come home and you know, it's it, and try to act like everything's cool, but your mm-hmm. wife knows you. So she, she's not going to just like see the facade and be like, okay, and a lot of times that turns into an argument because yeah. you just don't want to talk about it, right? Yeah. And so being, you know, being empathetic to her and, and just really trying to be helpful whenever I could be helpful. Um, and, and then also understanding I had my responsibilities that I needed to take care of as a husband and, you know, providing and all that stuff and always being open-minded to just changing, constantly changing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key too, like uh, for longevity, especially for men, a lot of times, you know, like you said, when we get home from work, we're tired. We when we have to realize our wives are just as tired, whether they work or whether they're, mm-hmm. they're you know they work from home, whether they're they're um you know they they're at home at home with a wife being at home is one of the hardest jobs um, sure out is. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. <laughs> yep. And um, we a lot of times we have, what we have to do to keep it going is doing things that we don't necessarily want to do. Like when you said, "How's your day?" And they really want to know uh, us guys. We want to just, you know, Forget relax and it. turn the TV on and watch TV and kind of like like mellow out. But our wives, mm-hmm. we don't we don't want to neglect our wives. They they want to hear how we are. They want the yes. detail. Wives, women are very detail oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very projective and they're very um, I think prophetic. <laughs> they can see things before. Yeah, we even, absolutely. You know, they mm-hmm. they're they're five steps ahead of us guys. So it's no, you know, God designed them that way. They're fearfully yeah. wonderfully made. You know, we're fearfully wonderfully made too. But that keeps it going. Just doing those yes. things that we don't want to do, and it's not that you know not wanting to do it. Just that it's doing it to to help keep the spark alive. To you know to communicate to have that effective communication. Yeah, but you know? I I think too that. Because women are nurturers, like yes. we, we we love yes. to nurture. So nature, yeah. we want to help serve you in mm-hmm. a sense. Right. You know, if mm-hmm. I would say a word, I know some people like serve, but you know, yes. <laughs> like help serve you. So like if you're having a bad day, I need to know 
what can I do? What are some things that will probably help him Mm -hmm. when he does get home? You know, what will help him? So if we don't know how bad your day is, we don't know how to serve you when you Mm -hmm. get home because we need to know what what's happening so that we can make your home life a little bit better. So which brings up a great point, right? Um, if you think about that, right, in, in a way, you're really teaching each other how to understand each other, yes, right? Yes, Absolutely. Um, yes. And that's another key point because a lot of times, you know, people assume mm-hmm. my spouse must know, you know, if I get home, that she's going to know what's in my head. She must, you know, and it's not. It's You can't assume that you know each other. Mm. Um, you have to teach each other, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's going on. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm sensing. Um, and really being there for each other in such a very intimate, vulnerable way. Right. Um, and so for us, you know, we, we've learned how to process together. You know, he learned, okay, she's processing. I'm here if you need me, right? right. And give that space and time that's needed to process. Um, but I, I usually say, you know, help me understand as well. You know, yeah. help me understand the mind of a man. Help me understand what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, from my studies, I understand that men have a privacy setting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes depends on the approach that we use as women. Um, we have to be able to tap into that. And yeah. if we come with the, you know, an ill approach or a strat, we may not be able to tap mm-hmm. into that. So knowing when to approach, you know, studying them, knowing that it's okay, he just got here from work. Let me give him his space and time and, right. you know, let him download a little bit, you know, not he walks into the door and we have a list of what went wrong during our day <laughs> right. and, you know, the garbage. And it, so, you know, just really, you know, we, we take the time to really just really learn, learn yeah. and teach each other. I, I think, yeah, I think that's really, really awesome and really, really good points. Um, and I, I Oh, I had another question. Oh, I, did, I did too. I wonder, I wonder if it's the same question. Oh, I, wonder if, I wonder if we're thinking the same question. I don't know. I was going to ask, how has faith, your faith played a role oh, no, in your relationship? I was going to ask that. Okay. okay. But that's a good one. All right. What was yours? I was going to say, if they were comfortable, I was going to say, what's the biggest like opposition that you face and how you overca- how did you overcome it? It could be intertwined. In, in, in okay. How, so, yeah. So talk okay. about your faith and talk about um, your biggest obstacle and how your faith helped you through that obstacle. Yeah, let's look at that. The question came well, together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say our, our biggest obstacles uh, has really been, I mean, I, I would love to just say it's been a bunch of things, but, you know, in a, as a business owner, you know, there were seasons that business was really bad. Mm. And we had to navigate through many different, many different, different heartaches and losing things and you know, it was it was tough times. Yeah. And um and the kids, uh, you know, having the kids saw us go through some tough times, and you know, it, it's funny because at the time we were pre- trying to protect them uh, from you know all of the the heartaches, and uh, and now as adults, you know, they they like they tell us, you know, I, you know, it felt like we never went through tough times, wow. and I was like, wow, you know, whew. Yeah. You know, we, we were able to do it. And it, it's funny, we traveled the most when we were the most broke. You know, it's, crazy. <laughs> yeah. it's like we would all jump in a van, a 15 passenger van that was given to us by a friend and just go everywhere. We would go oh. to, we would just travel. I would I'd be like, yeah, we're just, we're, church was up and we, done. And we were like, okay, let's, let's go to New York today. And we would go, go and walk in Central Park and you know, just do all kinds of kinds of things with our children. And uh, I feel like that was, it's crazy because it was a hard time. And, but it was such a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. because, you know, it's through our heartaches that we really grow. Mm-hmm. And we grew closer together as a family. 
Um, we weren't looking at material things the same way. It was just really, really like, I feel like it had to happen that way because it really molded our family into a place where, you know, our kids are so connected and we're so connected. Even the adults that are already married, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a different bond. Um, other people's kids would come to our house and they just, they would just <laughs> find joy in, in being in our very filled house you know, <laughs> with our kids. But at the same time, uh, God, you know, but God, oh, you know, but we, God. we yeah. were, we, it's funny because we, we were, we were raised up in Catholic religion. So, uh, so I was kind of done with the Catholic religion <laughs> because, you know, the one Sunday we showed up, the, the, the priest didn't even want to be there. So we were like, uh, what is going on here? And then the next Sunday it was just like some other guy and, and we were like, wow, so this is not really working. So we were at the time we were like, yeah, I don't know if we want to do this. Then we, a good friend of mine, so we met and we uh, we talked to him about you know just it, that 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 emptiness in your heart when you don't have God. It's mm. just no, there, there's a thirst that you really need to, you, you know, you just you can't just shake it. Right. So he tells us about uh, going to a Christian church, and and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to a Christian church. I I, I grew up Catholic, and we're Catholic, you know. So <laughs> so then. Uh, my wife, you know, one day we show up at the church and we were late. We were like, so I think we had like five minutes left and the service was going to be over anyways. She's like, let's just go to the other church. And I'm like, I don't want to go to church. The kids are not even dressed. I'm not dressed that to go to church. You know, we were on flip flops and, you know, just looking all kind of crazy. Um, so, we, you know, she convinces me to drive up to the place. We pull up. Sure enough, everybody's in a suit. And like we look like we just walked out of Disney World. You know, we, we, we were, oh my God, it was just, and then I'm like, oh God. So I walked in and my friend met us. He said, come in, no one cares how you're dressed, you know? And and we walked in and it, and we sat down and it was like, God, it was just like, like I, I, after service, I went to my friend and I said, did you tell the pastor about my life? How does he know all this stuff about us? And this and that. So I'm accusing him of like talking about us. And he's like, Vic, I have never talked to the pastor about you. Like, and I was like, no, he knew too much stuff about me. And I know he was talking about me and this and that. And it was like crazy. And then the next day, you know, then of course we go, <laughs> the following week, we go, we go all dressed up, of course. Right. But, um. But understanding the relationship with God and understanding how important it is to really have God in your life for your marriage, for everything. And, you know, he says he will never leave you nor forsake you. And and it's Mm -hmm. through those struggles that you grow. And it's like, you know, it sounds weird, but I thank God for the struggles because I feel like we're so much better because of the struggles, you know. Um, And, you know, I, I just... I can't say enough, you know, and I, I live to serve them. Uh, I really yeah, do, amen. whether mm-hmm. it's in my finances or just finding, you know, speaking into the lives of the others and just trying to bless people because, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, God doesn't give you wealth so that you can just, you know, hoard yes. it. Right? Yeah, he gives you wealth to, to, for on. a purpose of yes. serving yes. him. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's really like, oh. and, you know, it's, we really, and, and never forgetting where you came from. Right? Yeah. You know, you, you got to live a humble life. It's, it's just really like, you know, I feel bad for the people that go through these struggles that, you know, lived a wealthy life and don't know how to deal with life. Right. They don't mm-hmm. know God. I really think about those things and I'm like, why? You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you really can't get through life without God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's that is yeah. so true. And I'm <laughs> like, as they're sitting here, I'm like, wow, it's just like the download that's in mm. my heart. And I'm like. 
I just truly thank God for you guys. I thank God for um, your highs and lows. I even thank God for your success now because, you know, mm -hmm. you guys are absolutely well deserving of everything, every blessing, you know, of course that God has for you. So I just, I thank God for, for you and for your success and all the things that you are doing and your humbleness. Like that is, that is just so beautiful because that is something that we talked about in the past. We've, you know, mm -hmm. talked about it even on the podcast. I'm sure the other listeners have heard us talking about um, one of our prayers is that, you know, God would supernaturally just pay off even like our mortgage, like that will blow our minds sooner than we ever expected or anticipated so that our finances are freed up for the kingdom, Amen. for yeah, the right. kingdom yeah. of God. There's so yeah, many right. things that we want to do for ministry. We want to be able to bless people. And like you said, you know, you can't hold all that wealth mm -hmm. in. So, you know, I appreciate that sentiment, you know, because yeah. that is something that we truly desire as well. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, and I just heard God, uh, God just spoke into my spirit that, that mm -hmm. this is just the beginning. You, have, mm -hmm. you guys haven't even scratched the mm -hmm. surface that I mean, you, your, your mind can even imagine how much more he has in store for you guys. I mean, he's, he's going to bless you guys tremendously because of your faith and because of your trust in him. Amen. Amen. And, and if I can just interject for a yes. minute. Faith for me, it's huge. Um, yeah. Though we grew up Catholic, my mother was always very firm on praying and having a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And we would go to church, you know, Wednesdays for Bible study and Sundays, you know, for church. And though it was very different, and yes, there was a time in our marriage where we were just like, we were yearning for a relationship mm -hmm. for ourselves with Christ. Uh, but faith for me has always been key. Since a little girl, I always felt him and knew that the hand of God was on me. Right. Um, from growing up, you know, in the projects and just, I feel like that wisdom of just being able to look around me and, and, and say, okay, I know there's more to life. Right. Okay. When I was told, oh, don't dream because this is all there is to life. I was like, no, I, I can hear God. There's more to life. Yes. You know, yes. you have a purpose, you know, Amen. you're going to accomplish. And, you know, even though I went through a lot of, um, you know, bullying in school and experiences that, you know, could have shook that. I, I was. I always knew that God was my go-to. Mm -hmm. He's it always been my go-to. And, you know, through our marriage and when we did go through the financial struggles, because I feel like, you know, the enemy knows where to tackle and that could be also a generational pattern, right? Right. Coming from that and finances has always been something that, you know, through our family lineage. But, you know, what we went through, you know, in our marriage of, you know, going from nothing to building this million dollar business and then losing everything and starting off from square one and at times not even having a dollar to buy mm -hmm. our, our daughter, you know, Tiffany at the time, a baby bottle from the dollar store. That's how things were. Mm -hmm. And yet in the midst of that, God would send people in our direction that we, we were just like, oh my gosh, but God, mm -hmm. you know, how did they even know? You know, we would find gift cards on our windshield, you know, a bag of clothes dropped off at our doorstep of just things that were happening that we were just like, oh my the God, groceries. Lord. Mm. Like, okay. We would show up at the house and, and there's, there's groceries. groceries from BJ's at, at the house. And we're oh, just so like, God, so how faithful. did you know? He's so faithful. And, it's, and, and again, yeah. we've always protected our family and each other in a way that no one knew, mm. but God. And God, here man. things were being taken care of and we were not going without, you yeah. know? Um, and so... My faith is just something, it's a huge, and this is why we're even doing this. Yeah. You know, we're very passionate. I, I love that my field, when I first went into, you know, doing therapy and, you know, psychology, I said, Lord, I want to partner up. 
with your vision mm. for the healing over couples and people and marriage. I want this to be your ministry. And, you know, as a Christian private practice, people do look for that. Right. And I love that I'm able to pray with clients. I yes. love that I'm able to open the Bible. I love mm -hmm. that what we do in our office is very centered around who God is in my life mm -hmm. and in theirs. Right. Um, and even, you know, we do a lot of um, uh, coaching from home, you know, and we work right. together with couples. And it's never, for me, it's never, I want to make money. You know, right. it, it's right. more like, how can I bless this? How can I be a vessel? How right. can I? And then when we work with couples, you know, I do the women's book club. And I've been doing that for, wow, like about 16 years now. Wow, that's awesome. And that came from God. Mm -hmm. I remember the Lord. I had a three-month-old, and I hear God say, start a book club. And the name of the, the book and everything. And I went to my pastor. I'm like, I just want to make sure that I, I'm hearing this correctly. You know, and I, I just checked in for that. And that's when book club was born, out of a time where we were financially strained. But yeah, here we opened our home up and started inviting, mm -hmm. you know, women into my home. And it grew. At one point, we had 19 women. Wow. Um, and so it's always been from that, Lord, this is you. Right. Direct us and guide us. And still to this day, whatever we can do uh, to be able to bless couples and to deposit just a nugget here and there that, you know, someone can just pick up and say, you know what? That spoke to me. I can start somewhere. Right. Um, so faith is huge. It's played a big role in teaching our kids as well, yes. you know, yeah. through the struggles, you know, guys, you know, come together. We have family time still on Sundays. And even the ones that are married, the girls will come over. Um, and it's big. We cook together. We talk together. We have difficult conversations. Um, we've had times where the girls have taught the boys, you know, I've written questions down. And how, how do you see this as a male? Right. You know, and the women would ask questions. And, well, as a boy, I see it this way. As a girl, I see it. And really teaching each other. Right. right. Um, and it's all God. God has mm -hmm. taught us how to lead our family and our marriage. Wow. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And, you know, here in the Bible, it talks about um, uh, God knew you from the time you were born. Mm -hmm. born. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here in your head. So yeah. here, <clears throat> very young in my, in my uh, career uh, as a builder, I became a wealthy man. And, um, and I was able at the time. Believe it or not, my desire was to help those that were starting off in the business and help them build up. And over the years, I was able to help so many businesses uh, get off the ground. I mean, I, I gave equipment to people and they were like, why are you helping me? Like, you don't even know me. And I'm like, you know what? I really think that you, you're going to be successful. So I'm going to help you out. And this is how I'm going to help you out. And people are just like, why is this guy even helping me out? Mm. Right. And um, and it was a heart of God in me mm -hmm. when when I was, I, I knew God, but I didn't have an, a relationship with God. But God was still working through me. And um, and when we went through our tough times, when those people heard about my tough times, it was just like, who was fighting to help us more? Right. right. It was crazy. Yes. It was like you know, mm -hmm. people were like, you know, you you helped me out back when I started my business, and I gotta help you out. You gotta be. Wow. And that's, and it was so, you know, when you're, when you're in the kingdom, I don't even know how to explain it right, but when you're in that, in, in God's hands, it, it's, mm -hmm. the, the money is different, the, mm -hmm. the favor is different, yes. everything yeah. is yes. different. And the yeah. seeds you <coughs> sowed came yeah. back to you. That's yes. the hardest. Yes. 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 That's, why the people, that's what my kids always tell yeah. me. They're like, the we seeds. really didn't feel like we went through tough yeah. times. <laughs> because like, you know, like I said, we were like, you know, we got through our tough times. And mm -hmm. sometimes I look back, I was like, it was only because of right. the seed right. I had sown in all those years. And, yeah. and, and being able to, you know, the, I've always had a heart to give. You know, yes. just, I've never had a selfish mm -hmm. heart, and then, and I thank God that I never have. But um, it's just been one of those things where I, I see God, how God works. You know, you, you just can't give 
you can't outgive God. You can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yes. you can't outgive him. Because you reap, you reap, you reap the promise. Right. Yes. You're reaping all the benefits when you open up your hands, even to give. You know, God blesses you in return, and that's something that. You know, I think that is very important, and you have sowed seeds on good ground, yes. mm-hmm. and those seeds have definitely come back to mm-hmm. bless you. Yes, and I was so. just talking to the um, young adults um, that we had this past weekend about, uh, you know, sowing the seeds, the seeds that were sown good previously in good ground, <laughs> but my point was that the harvest of souls are ready, and mm-hmm. the Bible talks about the harvest is ready, um, it's plentiful, but there are few laborers. God wants us to be laborers to go out and get the harvest and to bring them bring to bring and you know people get them saved help get them saved because you know it's all about souls winning souls for christ yeah um and you know that's that's i think that's the realm where he has us in right now and it's going to take finances to do that you know and god's been able to bless us for i'm sure plenty of other people out there but at the same time you know it's for purposes for a reason you know for people to look and have hope you know that that you know if you mm-hmm. trust in Christ, you know if you trust in God that all these things that you know whether it be financial, whether it be peace, whether it be healing, God would do Keep all those the, things. Keep that scripture. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of the God. The kingdom of God all and all His righteousness and you. all these things Amen. will be added yes. unto you. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. Yes. So I definitely definitely agree with that. And um, you guys just want to um, end out with your um, contact information. Um, would you like to give like your email or anything? If anybody would like to get in contact with you guys or. Yes, yes, of course. Um, my um, business page is Therapeutic Care um, LLC. And uh, it's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Um, I can be reached via phone. My cell phone is 203-343-2460. Um, I'm sure you type in my name, Clara Barrosado, to come up. Um, but yeah, if I can be of any support to anyone out there that mm-hmm. is listening to this podcast and perhaps just has a question, you know, send me a message. I, I, I'm available. Amen. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, I'll get your email address too. I'll put it in yes. a link in the description of our, um, of the show mm-hmm. so that the people will have that as well. Yes. Um, and if you have a question for us as well, um, be sure to send in those emails. Our email address is our last name. It's daily D A I L E Y conversations <laughs> at gmail.com. Send us those emails, guys. We'll answer them on air anonymously, anonymously, Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll give you the best advice on how to move forward. So we want to thank uh, Clarabel and Victor so much for joining joining us. This was a exceptional, oh. exceptional conversation. Yes. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I'm sure people probably want to hear a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, so, we're uh, gonna have to invite I, them I, I for know, part two because our dinner reservation. Definitely got to do round two. But right now, guys, we're we got, hungry. We're gonna go eat right before they <laughs> cancel our dinner reservations. <laughs> But thank you so much, guys, you for guys. listening. Thank Appreciate you, Clarabelle and Victor, for joining us. We hope that you come back soon. Oh, definitely. Thank and you for um, having us. Thank you so much. <laughs> we Such a truly, blessing. We truly enjoyed you. Truly enjoyed <laughs> you. Um, so thank you guys again for listening. Until the next time, guys. Peace out. Peace out. Bye-bye.